Beautiful morning to you. It's Optional FM Kwanga. The program is Health Watch that comes to you every Wednesday at 11. We're here for you again to give you something very different to talk about a different topic today. And it concerns everyone. Health is wealth. And today we have this very interesting topic to discuss. And we also have our resource person from Ola Hospital who is right here with us. But before we do the introduction, we'll take a break, return and continue fully on the program Health Watch. But before the break, before we take a break, today we're going to talk about family planning. That's our topic today. So if you have any questions, you can send a text message to um, the number 0903792615. If you've been having this question that you need to ask about family planning, you've been nursing it for a long time, looking for the opportunity to ask your questions, you can do that today on the program Health Watch. We'll be right back after this break. Please stay with us. It's going to be a short one coming from you right on Option FM Akwanga. My name is May. Good morning. All right, you're welcome back. It's the program Health Watch and Option FM Akwanga. We told you it's going to be a short break. Now we're back. And before the break, we told you if you have any questions to ask on the program today, you can do that by sending your text message to the number 0903792615. Our topic this morning is family planning. So we'll give you a definition of family planning. We'll talk about um, the reasons why people go for family planning, the types, and um, some myths and misconceptions of family planning, also um, some side effects and the financial aspects of family planning. These and many other things we're going to talk about this morning on the program Health Watch. And my name is May. We have um, Dr. Fidelis from Ola Hospital. He's right here with us. Good morning. Welcome to our studio. Good morning, May. Thank you for coming. It's yeah. nice having you Always here. Always good to be here. All right. So, we're discussing family planning. So, family planning is a way of thinking and living that is adopted voluntarily upon um, the basis of knowledge, attitude, and responsible decisions by individuals and couples in order to promote health and welfare of the family group and thus contribute effectively to the social development of a country. This is a definition from WHO, yeah. World Health Organization. So let's hear from you. What is family planning? Well, it's a lot of things you've said, but let's break it down. Um, whatever we do that allows an individual or a couple to control when, how, you know, they achieve pregnancy when and how they uh, you know they complete their family size okay contributes or makes up the spectrum of what uh, um, what family planning is all about so this process allows people to space their children adequately okay it allows people to avoid um, unplanned pregnancies and all the complications of that it also allows people to provide sufficient love attention care education mm. 
to every child that they have. It also allows for um, you know people to decide, you know, especially women now, of course, with the help of their partners, to decide when, what number of years they will have their children across, and when she will finally rest from that. So anything that we do um, that allows people to achieve these objectives falls under uh, family planning. But there's a part of it that people do not talk about, okay. which is the management of infertility. It is also part of um, family planning. Management of infertility. Can you talk more about that? Yeah, well, um, the definition that we have about family planning is based on the assumption that the woman will get pregnant when she wants to get pregnant. Mm. But we know um, in practice that that is not always the case. Okay. Yes, that's not always the case. We have couples that have been trying to get pregnant for for a while, and that's not happening. So um, the management of infertility is a part of family planning. Okay. All right. Um, family planning is the planning of when to have children and the use of um, birth space. Let me put it that way. Okay. Um, still talking family planning. What are the reasons? of people to go for family planning? What do people come up with as their reasons for going into family planning? Uh, well, most of the reasons are, um, you know, either medical or just uh, personal preferences. Okay. And um, uh, usually this is the responsibility of the couple to decide. Um, you have people who, you know, on their own decide, we just want to have three children and that's it. We just want to have two, and that's it. You know, others want to have more. Okay, so this is it's the responsibility of the couple to make that decision. Mm. Um, how they would go about achieving this is where we come in, where we help to, um, you know, look at all the existing factors and help them decide. So apart from personal preferences, there are also, uh, you know, medical reasons okay. why people may opt for uh, you know family planning and so options. what are the medical reasons so if uh, if a woman for example um, you know had an underlying medical condition for example a heart condition hmm. example sickle cell disease um, you know we want to um, limit you know the number of pregnancies you can have um, apart from that uh, psychosocial reasons as well we want every pregnancy to get the uh, the amount of attention, the amount of love that is required um, from the mother. And we know that when women get pregnant back to back, that can severely diminish. So personal preferences, medical reasons, you know, socioeconomic factors as well. Mm. You know, people do not have all the money to you know keep having children every year. So at some point, you would want to reduce that. You know a sizable number so financial reasons also there why people work for family planning okay all right um let's talk about the types the major types of family planning methods that we have uh well there 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 are, there are so many options for people who uh, um you know are contemplating family planning um but the way we um you know think about it is so just ba basically classify it in terms of uh, which aspect the patient falls in. So once we ascertain that um, there are no infertility issues, then we discuss methods of um, 
you know contraception mm. usually um uh, most of the time when we discuss family planning we end up talking about contraception because uh, that is the m- those are the methods that are available readily available to us so there's a lot of things that um, you know we can use uh, we can classify them as you know some of the natural methods and then some of the uh you know if you if you like artificial or, uh, methods of family planning um for um artificial methods you look at things like peels oral contraceptive peels there's several types of them and each of them have um success rates failure rates um you look at barrier contraception the male and female um condoms that people are very familiar with um we talk about implants you know this is becoming very common because it's very convenient and has a very low failure rate okay um uh, we talk about um, implantable devices that is mm. um, intrauterine devices now that uh, we can put all the way into the womb through the cervix and it stays there for a number of years and provides um contraception for the woman um and then you know uh, we w- towards the end of um you know family planning when people have achieved their family size you now begin to talk about more permanent uh um methods of contraception maybe you know tying the tubes vasectomies okay. um yes hysterectomies that uh, after you done when you're done that. after you have completed your family size you want to have six children and you have or you want to have five and you have mm. and you think it's enough so you opt for more permanent um you know options of family planning okay. then the natural methods um usually include things like uh you know lactational amenorrhea from when the woman has her last childbirth we encourage her to breastfeed breastfeeding has a way of um, providing some form of um you know contraception by delaying the re- resumption of um, a woman's menses so that again because we have incidences of women who get pregnant in the months immediately following yeah um, so how is that done uh, well you you breastfeed exclusively on demand okay yes, you just breastfeed on demand mm. and uh, you know uh, as much as you can so that process of breastfeeding has a way of delaying resumption of menses and um you know delaying the uh, achievement of another pregnancy in that period okay so we have other things like uh you know monitoring body temperature okay where women record um their temperatures through their menstrual circle okay. um we know that um, around the period a woman would be ovulating mm. um there is a spike in body temperature there's a rise in body temperature above what is normal and um, you know that gives an insight especially around the middle of her menses or menstrual period so that gives a bit of insight into whether she's ovulating or not okay of course uh this is not very reliable as you can so, imagine um <laughs> let me take you back <laughs> to um the lactational um yeah. part of it that you said when a woman is breastfeeding how effective is that uh well it depends on a lot of things again okay uh <laughs> it depends on a lot of things um especially the woman's ability to continuously breastfeed that's the most important so must it be exclusive breastfeeding or 
Well, if, if, if you're not breastfeeding exclusively, then there's the chance that you're not breastfeeding regularly. Oh. Okay, so that okay. affects the effectiveness of that method. So it actually depends on a woman's um, ability to breastfeed regularly on demand in sufficient you know, quantities for the baby. Um, so that provides, um, um, in a way, uh, interferes with ovulation and resumption of menses again. Okay, so but the failure rate... Um, it's 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 pretty good, but then you can have up to one, um, you know, pregnancy per hundred women who um, practice lactational amenorrhea. Okay. Okay. So, um, if a hundred women were to do that, one woman may end up being pregnant despite um, adhering um, completely to that. So, method. should we say ninety-nine percent effective? Well, we can say that. Okay. <laughs> we can say that. But again, how many women would really breastfeed as, you know, as per the criteria for lactation or amenorrhea? Okay. All right. Um, we're talking about the calendar method. Yes. You check in when you're ovulating and you can stay away during that period. Yes. You how can effective is that too? Again, it depends on a number of factors. One, it depends on the woman's knowledge of her circle. Hmm. She has to be very knowledgeable about her circle. And interestingly, this is not always the case. Um, you would find that a 30-something-year-old a, a woman who has been menstruating for probably over 20 years still doesn't really you know, know, her circle. know her circle so well. Okay, so it depends on that. In fact, some women know their circle so well they can tell you when they're ovulating. Tell mm. you, oh, I feel this, I feel this, I know I'm ovulating. Okay, well, some, some women know that because there's an increase in body temperature, okay, there's a general feeling, um, you know, some people feel unwell, some people feel better, more excited, more, uh, you know, happier that period. Okay, so some people have a way of knowing that. Okay, so it depends on that knowledge of the circle. Um, to be able to achieve um, the calendar method. And of course, it also depends on the schedule of the couple. Mm. Okay, so if both couples live together, they could avoid that period and then make up for it some other time. Okay. But if they don't live together and maybe the partner comes in once in a while, and the person now comes, and the person when, comes she's when she's ovulating, uh, it's hard to manage. So mm. a number of factors. Um, um, you know, actually interfere um, with the effectiveness of that method. We don't have any data. We don't have figures yet as per what the failure rate, what the success rate is, because it's so it's not easy to administer this method of um, um, contraception. So, what other method do we have um, as part of the natural family planning method? Uh, well, some people talk about their safe periods. Okay. Um, you know. But that again needs a bit of education. It, it needs a bit of education because we need to look at a number of factors. Um, the time between when a woman completes her menses and when she's likely to ovulate. We also need to consider how long the sperm cell can survive in a woman to be able to um, you know, determine that. But then there are calendars now, there are pictorial um, representations yes. available all over the internet. For example, the Billings calendar or the Billings method you would see the calendar that shows you what dates you're safe and what dates you're not safe. Again, it needs a bit of education. The woman has to have some at least basic on, um, education to understand that. Okay, so there are um, um, you know other 
methods of contraception too that um, may help, like emergency contraceptives okay. um, for situations of emergency where for some reason people are not able to stick to the method of contraception they're used to. Um, this is very common with barrier contraceptives like the use of the male and female condoms. You may have emergencies like tearing of um, the condoms, um, uh, you know, you know, condoms interfere with spontaneity, all right, of um, you know sexual relations, and so people may end up going ahead without it. So that becomes an emergency. So emergency contraceptives are available um, to curb that um, after that after the, after that experience. So that's another option that um, you know people can uh, you know explore. Okay. That's yeah, uh, maybe when you try using the barrier method and something and it happens. Fails, yes, uh, okay. you know. Then other things, not so common, you know, not so effective. In fact, probably one of the least effective methods, like the withdrawal method. Uh, okay, people, yeah, people opt for that too, but it's it's one of the least effective uh, uh, methods that uh, we know about. So you can have up to four pregnancies per hundred women okay. who practice that. All right. Okay, um, listener, before we move on, like we said, you can join us by sending us your text message. If you have any questions or contribution, you can send it to 090-3792-6815. We have some text messages coming in already, so you can still send yours. We'll take it. If you have any questions, send it. Very soon, we'll throw the phone lines open for you to call and ask your questions. But for your text, it's 090-3792-6815. All right, moving on, still talking about family planning. We have um, some misconceptions about family planning. Some people might say that um, when you um, do the family planning, if you maybe go through any of the methods, there's this possibility that you might not be able to have children anymore. Well, well and you're <laughs> trying to maybe reduce or tell God that um, you are not supposed to have the number of children that he wants you to have. You're trying mm. to disobey um, your maker. Well, that is, um, that's very common. Uh, and it's hard to uh, talk about that. So sometimes you, you're tempted to talk about your own personal impressions of mm. it. You know, because people have different both spiritual uh, yes. beliefs, religious beliefs about it. And so, uh, yeah. Uh, but um, about whether you can get pregnant again or not, um, one thing we need to understand is the method that you use, d those methods have different um, you know, mechanisms of working. Some of them either interfere with your menses, interrupt the process, you know, interfere the normal with the normal process of fertilization or in some way, you know, affect the normal hormonal balance of a woman okay. to prevent pregnancy. So you can imagine that when you decide to get pregnant, you need to give your body some time to recover from the effects of those things that you have used, you know, so that you can achieve pregnancy. It would not make sense if a woman has been on contraceptives for probably three years okay and then you stop today and you're expecting that next week you should get pregnant mm. or next month you should get pregnant that may not be so because now the body has adjusted to three years of functioning in a particular way and then you stop 
you need to give the body some time to recover and reset. So usually, when a woman stops contraceptives, maybe the oral contraceptives or the implants, it may take anywhere between you know one and three months. Okay. Before she can begin to resume normal, uh, uh, you know, menstrual flow and be able to achieve pregnancy. So people are advised to wait. If that woman already has a history of irregular menses, even before she started the contraceptives, then it can be as much as six months before we say anything is abnormal in, um, in such a woman. Okay. okay. So it doesn't completely cancel the possibility of future pregnancies, but we need to understand that it may interfere with how fast you can get pregnant. Okay. And some people um, believe that you using um, contraceptive, it can harm the womb. How true is that? Uh, well, the answer to that is yes and no. Okay. Yes, if you're using um, uh, a, a, an, an intrauterine device, like a copper intrauterine device, um, usually that works by creating a very hostile environment for implantation of any pregnancy. Hmm. Okay, so it creates a bit of inflammation, you know, some local reaction in the womb that prevents pregnancy. But usually when you take that intrauterine device out, the woman recovers and she's able to, you know, get pregnant. So, but you can imagine that if you're using things like barrier contraceptives, like condoms, um, you know, or um, injectables, there's really no direct relationship with the womb. Okay. So um, what about people saying that um, contraceptive can uh, maybe give um, deformed babies? How uh, true <laughs> is that? Like using of too many or too much of it? Well, um, unless a woman is taking drugs during pregnancy, um, we do not know of any, um, you know, contraceptive in common use that can re result in deformities. Usually some of those um, impressions are circumstantial. Probably a woman who, yes, had contraceptive, but maybe also took some drugs during pregnancy, okay. you know, and then we just say the contraceptive that she took. Or a woman abuses alcohol, cigarettes, or whatever during pregnancy, and we say, oh, it is a drug. Some women are epileptic. You know, and so hmm. they continue their medications in pregnancy without seeking the necessary changes, and that results in a deformed baby. You know, so a lot of things can cause deformities in babies, and um, we do not know of any case that is directly re linked to previous contraceptive use. Okay, all right. Um, we'll take a break. When we return from this break, we'll throw the phone lines open for you to join us ask your questions and we still have more to talk about um, like the benefits of family planning to the men and the women mothers and fathers we'll talk about that on the program please stay on the dial we'll be right back after this break Yeah, when I grow up, you know what I want to be? Take a seat, let me tell you my ridiculous dreams. I want to rap, yeah, I know it's hard to believe. And I can tell you already thinking I will never succeed, but I'm okay with it. I admit the lyrics are weak. I've been working on them, I'll be good eventually. I understand you got to crawl before you get to your feet, but I've been running for a while, they ain't ready for me. Yeah. I know this probably isn't really realistic. 
And honestly, I might not ever make a difference. But that don't make a difference, I'ma have to risk it. I've been crunching numbers, you ain't gotta be a mathematician. And see, the odds ain't rooting for me. I can't lie, though, it's kinda how I like it to be. The under. Welcome back from the break. You are still on to Option FM Akwanga. The program is Health Watch. We're back to continue from where we stopped. And before the break, we told you that when we return from the break, we'll talk about the benefits of family planning, both for the mothers and the fathers, and also the community and our nation, Nigeria, for the whole country. There's benefits for everyone. So we'll talk about all that on the program Health Watch. We still have Dr. Fidelis here in the studio doing justice to our topic this morning family planning we already have some text messages coming in you can also drop yours phone lines open for you to also call but before we um, start taking the calls let's take the text messages first answer some questions then we move on to the benefits this one says good morning option fm my name is vitus mama my question is that when you do family planning for two years and when you remove it over a year now and yet to expect pregnancy until now, what is the problem? Uh, well, it's it's a number of things that could be responsible for that. Um, the first question is, have you resumed your normal medicine okay. since you've stopped that contraceptive? Um, if you haven't, that gives a clue to certain things but if you have resumed your normal menses and yet you're unable to achieve pregnancy that also points our minds in um, you know a different direction so um, if you've resumed your normal menses as usual and you're not able to achieve pregnancy then we start thinking about other factors maybe infections maybe you know anatomical issues blocked tubes or whatever because when a woman has regular menses it's a sign that she's likely ovulating Alright, she's likely ovulating regularly. Okay. So if she's not achieving pregnancy, then we look at those other factors. Okay, is there a fibroid there? Have you mm. been treating infection recently? You know, are your tubes patent? Are they open? You know, we start thinking about other things. But if you've not resumed your menses at all since you stopped that contraceptive, then we start thinking about other things like hormonal imbalances from the chronic disruption. Um, by your um, contraceptives that you've been using, all right. So that is usually the reason. So we need to look at hormones, maybe prolactin, you know, all the other, um, you know, sex hormones in a woman. To um, point, it may even be thyroid issues. You know, are your thyroid hormone levels up or down? We need to look at all that uh, to be sure what exactly is contributing to it. So, but the first question to ask is, have you resumed your normal menses? Okay. All right, um, we hope we've answered your question. And the next one here says, um, Doctor, does certain injectables contraceptive induce sexual indifference or poor libido in women? Which method of family planning could be considered most safer in the artificial classification? This is from Jackson Abimuku. Okay, if um, injectable contraceptives interfere with um, sexual libido, um, well, since you're injecting that only in women, obviously would not affect libido in men. Uh, I just need to say that since so it's a man who's asking, woman. <laughs> <laughs> so it's likely um, so asking you're asking for the woman. Yes. Um, usually, it doesn't. In fact, we know that um, awareness that um, you are unlikely to get pregnant 
allows people to, you know, have more um, expression, freedom, or be more relaxed, you know, during, um, you know, sexual relations with their partners. Okay, so it makes it easier for them to just, uh, should I say, enjoy the process. Okay, so um, it doesn't interfere with, um, we do not have data that suggests that um, injectable contraceptives interfere with libido. In terms of um, um, reliable or more effective methods, um, you will need to look at the failure rates. That is how many people are likely to get pregnant while on this method of contraceptive, you know, to get an idea of which one is more effective. So, for example, someone using an implant you know, the failure rate is just about 0.1 per 100 women. That is, out of a thousand women, you would have one pregnancy. Okay. okay. Yeah. You compare that with those using a female condom, where the failure rate is five in a hundred women. Okay. So you realize that an implant is more um, reliable than the female condom. The male condom has a failure rate of about four per hundred women. Okay, so again, the implant is more reliable than um, the condoms. Of course, uh, the natural methods are less reliable than the artificial methods because of the many um, things that it depends on, like okay, knowledge, ability to understand the procedure, yeah. a lot of monitoring. You know, you have to be taking your temperature every day at specific times, you know, you have to, and you have to hope you don't get malaria somewhere in between, okay. you know, so all of that makes the artificial methods more reliable um, than um, the, natural um, the natural methods, okay, so if you look at, um, you know, other things like uh, uh, sterilization, permanent methods of contraceptives, again, these ones have a very high effective rate, but again, it's for people who are aged, have completed their circle and all of that. Okay, so that's the way to look at it. Okay. Alright, let's talk about the benefits of family planning for the mothers first, before we move on to the fathers to talk about yes. What are the benefits of family planning for the mothers? Um, well, a number of things. Um, one is time. It gives the woman time. Okay time to breastfeed, time to just focus on her current pregnancy, current baby. Okay. Okay. She is able to give, you know, all of her attention, breastfeed long enough. Mm. Um, most people don't even know they should breastfeed up to, you know, a year, two years. They don't know that. Okay. So, uh, it allows the woman to do that effectively, happily, without having to worry about another pregnancy um, you know, on the way. Okay. Of course, lesser risk from um, pregnancy complications, mm. okay, because she's having fewer pregnancies, so she's exposed to lesser risk. Um, she, of course, has um, more time to be physically, you know, to physically recover. Let's not forget that uh, some women deliver by cesarean sections. Yeah. You know, some women go through complications like tears, mm. bleeding, and all of that during labor and delivery. So this process gives women time to recover physically from the trauma, emotionally from the experience, you know, and financially as well. Some women are, um, you know, single mothers, 
Okay, yeah, some some you know some women fend for themselves, so it allows women to also recover uh, from from all of that. Of course, the lesser risk of miscarriages, stillbirths, you know, is reduced when the woman has fewer uh, pregnancies. Okay, all right, um, listener, you can call us up now. Phone lines open for you: zero eight zero six nine three seven four zero two four. Or zero seven zero five five nine four four nine two three. You can call us up on any of these numbers, or you can send a text message to zero nine zero three seven nine two six eight one five. You can call or send a text message. We have um, one here, and this person says, "Good morning, Option FM." Doctor, you said prolactin can interfere with getting pregnant. Can you please explain more about prolactin, Mrs. Auta Akwanga? Um, well, prolactin is just um, one of those hormones that is produced from um, you know, the pituitary gland, um, and um, it helps in um, you know production of uh, uh, breast milk and all that in a woman. But in the event of um, high levels of um, prolactin, it has the effect of um, you know, interfering with normal menses, contributing to inter- um, infertility. Hmm. Okay. In a way, um, to, to bring it down to lay terms, uh, it, it gives the body you know, this impression that you are kind of already pregnant, you know, if you have high levels of prolactin and so uh, you find that the woman starts to lactate you know the breast begins to produce breast milk in a woman who is not breastfeeding who is not pregnant who is not um, expecting any pregnancy all right so that can interfere with um, a woman's menses all right and it's one of the things that we look out for if after discontinuing contraceptives a woman still cannot resume her normal menses Let's take this call, please. Hello? Hello, good morning. Good morning. What's your name? Where are you calling us from? Uh, this is Mike calling from Akwanga. All right, Mike. Go in. Uh, good morning, Dr. Vigili. Good morning, Mike. Uh, uh, you have talked a lot about uh, family planning. So from your discussion, from your explanation, I meant to understand that if a woman is on family planning, you know, definitely there are some changes in her system. So number one, from what you explained, number one, I think uh, there is some her hormones that has been changed, they will be changed because of the family planning. So my question here is that, uh, what are the names of some of those hormones that if woman is in the family planning, they will change? I just want to know their names. And my second question is that, and like how many months or years that a woman supposed to breastfeed her baby? I'm not talking of an exclusive breastfeeding. I'm talking as a professional, normally as a health advice. How many months did a woman supposed to breastfeed her child? That's okay. the second question. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Mike, for calling. Well, um, to, to just address that, we are not saying that a woman's hormones will change in themselves. It remains the same hormones. It is just that your drugs will modify them a little bit, either block them 
or in you know prevent their action or reduce their amounts you know so your drugs just interfere with them but it remains the same hormones okay so things like the follicle stimulating hormone that helps um, you know the maturation of eggs in the ovary can also be um, you know interfered with when a woman um, uses uh, contraceptives okay levels of um, luteinizing hormone as well may be affected okay and some of the other hormones from the pituitary axis may also be affected I hope that you can at least understand what they mean but those are some of the hormones that can um, you know be affected he asked the second question yes like how long can a woman breastfeed, breastfeed. okay um, well, professionally, since you say we should speak professionally, a woman should exclusively breastfeed her baby. That's where we should start that conversation from. Every woman, as much as she can, should exclusively breastfeed her baby, except if there's a contraindication, maybe an infection, a systemic infection, infection in the breast, um, you know, that prevents you know, breastfeeding. But every woman should breastfeed exclusively. And then every woman should continue this breastfeeding to two years. Okay, um, but after the first six months, she is allowed to, um, you know, uh, complement the um, breast milk. The reason is because after six months, the breast milk is not sufficient um, to provide all of the nutrients that um, is required. But the breast milk is still important after six months. Okay. Okay, it's still important. So. Um, this is the professional advice, but we know that uh, <laughs> we know that not every woman does this. Mm. Okay, so, but this is what a woman is supposed to do. Okay. All right. Um, let's talk about the benefits of family planning to the father. We've talked about um, the mother. Let's talk about the father and um, also the child. Let's do that maybe at once because we have many messages coming in. We need to take them. Yes. Uh, well, generally, fathers are financially responsible for the events surrounding pregnancy and delivery, at least in most cases. And so they feel a general sense of rest, financially speaking, mm -hmm. if pregnancies are spaced. Okay? Um, if a woman has one pregnancy in three years, all right, that gives the man a lot of time to prepare to prepare to recover from the last delivery to take care of other issues with that pregnancy. All right, let's take this call. We'll come back to that. Hello. Uh, good morning, it's me. Good morning. Uh, Mr. Fidel, Dr. Fidel is out there. Good boy. Good morning, sir. Yeah. Uh, in the course of uh, uh, mentioning the types of uh, family planning, I should go one out of you should you, you, you mention like the permanent option. Yes. If you are not circumspect and you decided to pick the permanent option, is there any possibility of you resuming back again if you think it didn't fit necessary? Okay. Uh, well, we need to understand that um, <laughs> when we say permanent, it means that there's a very low possibility of reversing it okay. okay that is why the decision for permanent contraception is not taken in one hospital visit okay so usually we'll discuss it we'll allow the couple to go home and think about it we'll come back for a second visit 
hmm. to discuss it again. Okay. And then we schedule the procedure on a different date. So this gives the couple three visits within which to decide or change their mind about the procedure and to fully understand the consequences of such a decision. However, that being said, there are now techniques to um, attempt to reverse some permanent um, methods of contraception, for example, vasectomies. Yeah. Okay, there are now techniques to attempt to reverse um, vasectomies, um, but these require a bit of um, you know more advanced technique okay. and proper skill and um, some resources to do and it also depends on how the previous procedure was done so if you want to um, reverse a vasectomy for example it would depend on um, it would depend on the quality of the previous procedure alright um, if a woman has her tubes tied there are also techniques nowadays to attempt to reverse that but again the success of that is not so good and it also depends on what the previous procedure was. Okay. Um, finally, if a woman has a hysterectomy, which is the complete removal of the womb completely, hmm. uh, you can imagine that there's almost nothing you can do you to, um, to attempt to reverse that. Um, for men who have, um, you know, one of the commonest complications of um, permanent contraception is regret. Okay, usually immediately after the procedure, some people will begin to regret doing it. Alright, so if a man has a vasectomy and immediately regrets it, it's not an immediate problem. It's, I mean, I mean it's not, um, uh, it can be remedied in that period because a man will still have um, 20 ejaculations that can cause pregnancy after a vasectomy. Okay. All right, um, let's take some more text messages here. This one says, good morning, presenter and the doctor. Please, what is the right interval in childbirth spacing? And how about those women that ovulate once a year? Is it normal? Thank you, um, King Prince Kachu from Locust Aquanga. It is absolutely abnormal to ovulate once, once in a year. year. There is nothing normal about it. Okay, a woman should ovulate every month. Okay, about mid circle, a woman should ovulate. Um, if a woman is ovulating once a month, then there's every possibility that she sees her period only once a once month. Once a year. Um, a year, sorry. Uh, so um, that's an um, an issue. Um, remedying that depends on what is causing it. Okay, we need to know what's causing it. Second question. All right, um, let's move on to this one. The person says, um, okay, good morning, and um, I'm really enjoying your program. Please, I want the doctor to help me with the, okay, with what could possibly be the reason behind the cease of menstruation, and also can a man with um, a watery spam impregnate a woman? Thanks, Imelda. Okay, um, we did talk about some of the causes of um, failure to resume menses. We we said um, it could be that you're already pregnant. Okay, first impressions. All right, it could be that you're already pregnant. We'll need to check that. Secondly, hormonal imbalances. We talked about it. We mentioned some prolactin, follicle stimulating hormone, um, you know, thyroid issues that we also need to check. Okay, so that so those are issues. Um, watery sperm is a quality issue. 
okay and we will need to assay that spam to be sure um, you know whether it's you know it's it has the ability to achieve pregnancy um, the problem with that is it does not have tenacity to stay within the woman so it flows out okay. after the after the procedure all right uh, so that makes it difficult to achieve pregnancy it can be remedied okay and um, that would need the examination and analysis in the lab to be sure what to do okay all right um this last one here that will take us we're running out of time already the questions are many but we'll just take uh, maybe two of it in tubectomy and vasectomy later can one do away and come back to continue having children the second question the cup of tea and cup seven as methods with uh, when inserted in women is it for life we just answer this okay um well when a man has vasectomy there are other options of achieving pregnancy okay there are other options like I said, in, in first 20 ejaculations after vasectomy can still cause pregnancy. Okay. Um, then secondly, if the man's testicles were not removed for other reasons, um, s- sperm cells can be harvested, okay, and cultured in the lab and reinserted in the woman or, you know, used for um, in vitro fertilization if the need arises. That is if the vasectomy cannot be reversed. Okay. okay, but like I said, there are techniques to try to reverse that now. Mm-hmm. If a woman has to tubal ligation, okay, it depends on the technique for the ligation. Okay, people are gravitating towards just clipping the tubes these days, okay, so that you can always come back and unclip the tubes and, you know, achieve pregnancy. But if it was tied and caught, you know, which is um, a more permanent you know, procedure, you may have a bit of difficulty re-establishing the patency of those tubes. Okay, so um, that's 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 usually requires again assessment of the pe- peculiar situation of the patient. Okay, all right, um, we're out of time already. Thank you so much, Dr. Fidelis. But finally, before we go, let's talk about Ola Hospital. Um, do you guys do uh, family planning there and? You know, there's a general belief that uh, the Catholic Church doesn't do uh, family planning. And um, to some degree that might be true, um, but what we need to clarify is that um, while we do not routinely provide contraception, okay, like I mentioned earlier, family planning is a spectrum. Contraception is just one of it, okay? So we engage in the other aspects of it, for example, um, infertility issues, planning space in natural methods, all right, um, we just do not provide contraception, okay, okay. Uh, all right, yeah, but we still provide advice, okay, and then in some cases, we do the permanent contraceptives again for medical reasons, for example, we have a wom- if we have women who have had multiple pregnancies, maybe nine, ten, and it's beginning to take a toll on the health of the woman, mm. we go ahead with permanent contraception, provide advice for life saving reasons. If a woman continues to bleed profusely after delivery, despite everything that has been done, we go ahead to provide permanent contraception by you know, providing advice and removing that womb as fast as possible to save the woman's life. So this is what we do, even though we don't routinely provide contraceptives. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Fidelis, for coming and um, would have maybe talked more 
about yeah. um, the benefits, but we are out of time already. We were talking about the benefits for the fathers, yeah. and um, also we have benefits for children, for the family, for the community, the community. also. Yeah, yeah but um, we'll we'll just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll just wrap it up here because we are out of time already. Thank you so much for coming. Next week, we'll talk about something different Hopefully, on the program. Yeah. yeah, do have yourself a wonderful day. Yeah, you too. Thank you. All right, listener, that's it from us on the program Health Watch. We hope you had a good time listening to us and for all those that sent text messages with your questions and for the calls. We appreciate you. We cannot take more because uh, more are coming. We apologize that we cannot take more of it anymore. We are out of time. My name is May, and we appreciate you for sticking to Option FM Akwanga. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.